about it. All right. Welcome to the Excedra Show. I'm waving my arms furiously at Joe, and Joe keeps talking. Joe, what's going on? I keep talking because that's what we're doing here. This is a podcast, right? Right. We're here to talk about things, and this is the Etcetera Show, so you have no idea what we're going to talk about. We have no idea what we're going to talk about. It could be anything. We're boldly going where no one's gone before. Right. It's good. We're going to try to have fun. It's the end of a long day. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in life right now. Home, family, work, everything, man. It's been crazy. Uh, We taped a... Pumpkin spice stuff is everywhere. Oh, not yet? Is it pumpkin spice season already? No. Why? There's Christmas decorations in stores. No. What store? It's chaos and bedlam. Cats and dogs living together. It's just made up. <laughs> All right. The Ghostbusters quote. Okay. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. Um, we dropped a story, long story why we dropped it, but it's fine. But let's talk about I want to rant a little bit tonight, guys. I don't know what's <laughs> wrong with me, but we got a rant. Last <laughs> Friday night, and please interject, ask me questions, share your opinions, go for it. Last Friday night, a buddy of mine, the uh, great John Reed, came down. And we said, we're going to go see a concert. I, we were freaked out because in the weeks before this concert, the case rate of COVID was going up, up, and up in Ohio. And I'm like, we better not cancel this concert. I want to go see this concert. Uh, the venue, it was a very small club in the Columbus, Ohio. Nice. And, um, you know, they said, hey, you got to show your vaccination card. You got to mask up. Hey, we're very pro-mask mask here. We're very pro-vaccination cards. Well, vaccinated. I mean, I, I care more about being vaccinated than vaccination cards. I, I'm a little bit anti the cards just because they're too big. Oh, If they want yeah, to carry quite- this card, that needs to fit in your wallet. What is this thing? Yep. This is too much. It's too much. I work from home and get this. The night before the concert, I can't find my vax card. And uh, I was silly. I... I have my vaccination hour away. I had to drive an hour to get this vax card back. Oh my gosh! Oh. And, and you know, I get to the Kroger where Please I got take the vaccine. Picture of it like they told you to. No, that's not my wife. My wife is yelling at me because it turned out to be the first day of school, and I'm sitting here driving an hour out of the way to get a vax card for a concert. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a shining moment of husband. <laughs> It was not a big wisdom day. Yes. Um, <laughs> at the great judgment seat, God's going to look at that night and say, what are you doing, dude? You know, yeah, I mean, look up, yeah. Paul, will look up from the book. Say, Peter, we'll look up from the book and just be like, really? Really? Okay. Yes. Wasn't quite a proverb <laughs> moment. Yeah, it, it definitely wasn't proverb. <laughs> and, and hey, as, as we're going, if, if you're something across the show, we apologize. We know what time would start. We had some... Uh, tech difficulties with our other podcasts, but we're here. If you have a comment, if you have a question, if you want to say what... I have a lot of questions. If, if you're sitting there going, what's missing in your guy's life? You have families, it's 11 o'clock, why are you sitting online talking about stuff? Please say that. Hey, well, I hurt my feelings. I don't care. But let's get back to the story. Because we have families and they want us in the basement right now. Yes. Right. (laughs) Don't you have somewhere to be? Shouldn't you go down (laughs) into the basement and spend some hours down there? Yes, dude. Yes. Definitely. Yes. (laughs) 
All right. Well, okay. So getting back to the story, I, you, you know, I'm frustrated. I want to go see this concert. Mike Means in the Branches, a fun pop rock band. So, um, you know, night of the concert. Hey, we got the concert. We're up and ready to go. I was a little concerned. We're not going to say the venue. Uh, you know, we, we don't want to upset anybody. But I walk in the venue, show them my card, show them my mask. They're like, hey, you're good. You're in. The venue had 60 people or probably 75 people um, capacity. There was like a bar on one side. The stage, you felt like you were two inches away from the stage. I saw a lot of people take their mask off as soon as they came in. I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. So my uh, friend and I, hey, we're not in the greatest of health. We're vaccinated. We're good to go. But, you know, we didn't want to be in the mosh pit or whatever they had up front. So we jump right to the back. Do they still do those? Do they still do those? No, Well, this is a pop rock concert. There really (laughs) wasn't any watching. Yeah. This is the back in the day. Right, mosh pit stuff. Right, people yeah. very angry, just taking out their frustrations for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're in our forties. Our, our idea of concerts is pop rock guys, who yes, they still rock, but it's more on the pop side. I I, I remember my freshman year at Malone, they had Steve Taylor. If you remember him, he was a big alternative guy. Yes, I, I do. He, he was there with um, Guardian. I got to check that out, and hey, I, I still like Steve Taylor very much to this day. Definitely wasn't pop rock, so it was a little bit more on the alternative side. Right, um, but yeah, so we I worked this- that concert. Oh, I worked backstage on that concert. Very nice. I got yelled at because <laughs> you may have been there too. Um, uh, was, was it by me? Did I yell at you? I don't know. No, um, <laughs> I don't I, think it was I, me. I don't know if I saw. I probably didn't know you at the time because this was early in our uh, freshman career. I, I got to go down and. Uh, unload Guardian's uh, trailer, and the one of the Guardian, mm-hmm. uh, they were a heavy metal band, rock heavy metal, and they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy was looking at me very under. Uh, he wasn't happy because he didn't think I was unloading his trailer quick enough. So, uh, yeah, it, it was it was interesting times. Mm-hmm. Contemporary Christian music of the nineties was a wild time for a lot of reasons. It, it <laughs> was. It was yes. definitely. That shout very, out to Tim Eddings. Yes, that who, very, who produced that that show. Oh, that that very venue. This was a couple years beforehand. Uh, there was a band. We probably shouldn't say the name. I don't want to get us in trouble. Yeah. That actually passed the collection plate. It was a free will concert, and they passed it the first time. Didn't feel they got enough money, so they said, "Hey, we're doing this Ooh. again." <laughs> yeah, man. I've man. gone to that church before for sure. Nineties. <laughs> 90s contemporary Christian music, just unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so, so you're I, there with the people, and there's not a there's a right. A lot of people have taken off their masks. So, so my friend and I we run to the back, uh, and we caught the concert. Very interesting. I, I there's some behind the scenes stuff that made it very interesting that I shared with Joe and Paul beforehand that we probably shouldn't share publicly since I said the band's name. But I like the band. Nice band. Um, we'll say that. Yeah, a good band. It was fun. We enjoyed it. Uh, we were in the back That's of the club. Boys. We were in the back of the club, away from everybody. Um, it was kind of funny. The lead singer Mike Mains, he jumped off the stage. You know how guys do? They'll sing a song in the crowd. He was walking around the crowd. 
he looked back to the sound booth and he saw two old dudes in the back. And I think he felt like he had to go back and do something. So I was bobbing my head to the music. He he grabbed me by the arm. I, I was like, hey, you're the man. But he probably was like, man, you're old. It was very strange. See, there, there's something back to the learners. Go ahead. When, yeah. A couple of years ago, I was uh, a worship leader on a Christian men's retreat. And there's a song that we sang as we headed over to the dining hall at this camp. And I thought we, we, we got there a couple minutes early, had to wait for the cafeteria folks to be ready. And as we're singing the song, I was like, you know, it'd be really cool if I jumped off this little dividing wall, kind of hit the last chord, jump off the wall. When you're in your 40s and you've got bum knees, yeah. don't do that. Doesn't nope. at all. Yeah, it, it's. I, I don't know. I, I'm an older guy. I still like going to concerts when I can. Um, you know, I sent my wife a picture from the concert, and I was like, "Whoa, this is very crowded." But we but survived. Do, do you guys feel awkward at concerts now? Like, no matter what, like you just feel like I'm old. Yes. Like every concert I go to, I'm like, I'm old. Well, here's how old I was. Um, this band's been around for a while. I just started getting into their music. I probably knew maybe six to eight songs um, as you, you know, as I was witnessing the concert. And I, I got to tell you, man, they went for an hour and a half. And I'm looking at my watch going, come on, guys. I mean, when I was 20, I'm like, come on, dudes, play for eight hours. Let's go. This is awesome. And now I'm like mid forties. I'm looking at my watch going, hey, I I need to go home. Play for forty five minutes. I'm good. I, I I'm not gonna argue with you. But no, it was a good concert. Uh, they're actually coming back. I'm excited to announce this. Um, they are coming back. Did you guys ever hear of the band House of Heroes? Uh, it, was, it was a popular Christian rock band. But five, ten years ago, uh, known in Central Ohio. They're originally from Hilliard area, which is a suburb of Columbus. Okay. They're doing a reunion show on December 30th, and we are going to help promote that on the Highland Network. Nice. We're hoping to get Mike Maids on, the, on one of our shows, maybe even this show, and also the great Tim Skipper, the lead singer of House of Heroes. Guys, cool. listen to some music. It should be good. Um, <laughs> for our friend Chris Montuf, who uh, my buddy John and I were hiding in the back with Chris. Chris was uh, doing the sound booth, and it, it was a wild, crazy nightmare. I, I'm starting to get a little too old for these things, but I still enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah, the whole going to concerts thing in, in the COVID era seems yeah. so tricky to me. I, I've only really gone and been a part of one, I guess you would call it concert. It was a very small affair. Um, the venue is a was is a is a space that I work in, and I that's where my theater company rehearses. It's sort of a big open warehouse space, mm -hmm. and so there were three songwriters uh, who got together. There they have like a little songwriting club, and so this was a concert of their group. So they were kind of challenging each other to write some new songs and to put them together to do this little show, and so there was a you know a modest group. Maybe maybe about 40, so not quite as big as the one that you were at. But we're all in a warehouse, so we were all much more spread out. And I think most of us still had our masks on. 
but it wasn't a traditional club setting. So I don't know what it, that would be like to be in a place where I had previously heard music. Uh, I just don't necessarily go to a lot of concerts anymore. That's that's part of my me showing my age. I just don't go to a whole lot of concerts at all. Well, if you guys want, See, to I always out. feel rude because the the lead singer at some point of any concert will be like, "Come on, everybody, jump!" And I'm no. like, oh, "Son, nope. do you know nope. how many things will hurt tomorrow if I jump?" <laughs> you called him son. <laughs> <laughs> See, young man, I didn't <laughs> jump. Let me tell you. You don't know me. You can't tell me to jump. Get off of my lawn. I didn't jump. I didn't wave my hands. I got, you know, hey, when that guy ran to the back and he grabbed me by the arm, hopefully he was in a nice way. Hopefully he wasn't like, ah, you're the problem. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was you nodding my You haven't head. jumped at all. My, my friend wasn't <laughs> nodding his head. But if you're a band and you see me in the crowd and I'm nodding my head, you know, hey, that's my vote of approval. Yeah, this is the max. I'm at head bob. That's where I go, and I can't really. <laughs> you went from head banging to head bobbing. And I asked my, my friend, "Why did I get the contact?" He was like, "I would just stand there. At least you're nodding your head." So maybe maybe that was a a grab of approval. But, but hey, hey, man, I appreciate you bobbing your head. Now I have the same sort of disease, and I guess some of it's related to having been a musician. I don't play a whole lot anymore but i also do a lot of theater so i spend a lot of time watching a show a concert a dance concert a play uh movies i my head is going into sort of analysis mode and i'm breaking things down about what's happening and you know what what instrument like that guy's amps too loud or the <laughs> that drummer the their set is too far away from them and that's why they're not quite getting the full extension of the but it, like it, it doesn't matter about it what it is but that's what my brain's doing what if everything was closer what what if you put the drums on the one side instead of in yeah. the middle this time what if you like i'm just constantly my brain is spinning so i forget to jump or raise my hand, put my hands <laughs> in the air like I don't care. Because the problem is that I care. And so yeah. I that excludes me. That, that gets, I care after, too much. After about, I care. after about a minute, that it gets tiring having your arms up in the air. Like oh, right yeah. You start to care very much. The yeah. same happens to me at a church service, though. <laughs> they want you to raise your hands. They want you to get all involved. And I, I do like to just sit That's down during that music part of church. I'm, I do I'm sit far, down. <laughs> I'm far from a singer, but um, at Malone, I took part one year. I think you were guys who graduated by then. But in the Nike Air Band contest, I guess. That's oh what my called gosh! Is it yeah. still called that? Um, I think it was called that at the time. I can't. It remember. was called that at the time. I don't think they call it that anymore. Uh, yeah, I don't know the the titles. I don't know if they so. do it anymore. Is Air Band <laughs> yeah. Air Guitar really a thing you do anymore? I think well, they would call it uh, like what's it on Jimmy Fallon. They call it is it lip sync battle or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. They probably call it that now. Well, I was with I don't know if you ran in Joe Subedi. I don't know if you knew him from college or not. I remember him. Yeah, um, Joe. I was his partner for a lip sync. It was funny. We had no idea what to sing. We weren't sure, and we ended up uh, choosing the Collective Soul Shine, if you remember that little ditty. And oh, yeah. It, yeah. Well, well <laughs> yeah. it was interesting because 
that's not really a good air band song. You want no, something? Not really. But Joe stole the show. We practiced, and we had no idea what we were doing. And Joe had the, and you'd have to know Joe. Joe's a funny guy. Um, sadly, I, Joe, Joe's no longer with us. I'll just put it that way. Joe uh, passed. Uh, oh. Maybe five, ten years ago. That was sad. But when we performed together, um, Joe had the comedic timing to, he raised his hand, like when he got to the yeah for the chorus. And he sold the show. We didn't do that well. We it's all about three, getting the crowd but, into it. Yeah. Yeah. Like getting the crowd into it is a big part of something like that. So, yeah, I was probably the straight man. I mean, I don't think I got that much humor or cheers myself. Joe was really the, the comedic part of that, I guess. Uh, but the best um, uh, compliment I think I heard on the night was I was up in the stage performing, and some guy who I didn't know in the front row looked at some girl by him and said, this guy has been to live concerts. So I was, you know, you know, showing what being at a concert was like. Yeah. Very authentic. Right. <laughs> I probably sucked in many other ways, but well, I was at least authentic. Uh, I wasn't going to say. It was but... good, yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry for saying sucked. It's been a long day. No, I'll put it like that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, concerts. So I went to the concert. It was fun. Have you guys been to any, I wish I could say post-COVID concerts, but obviously it's not really it's post. Like, like, no, it's yeah, not yeah. post. It's like the start of a new COVID. I mean, right. Uh, have you guys been to any concerts recently, indoor, outdoor? I have played two concerts, and I've attended oh, – yeah. One, all, all three outdoor. All right, which one did you attend? Uh, it was one of the the lead sax in our big band. He has oh. some, him and some buddies, a little jazz combo, and they did a outdoor concert at a park, went to that. All outdoor, people really spread out, so it was <laughs> felt safe. Not in the club. I mean, hopefully I'm, I'm a little stuffy. Hopefully it's not COVID. You know, who knows? <laughs> It'll be fun. Wouldn't it be great if COVID hopefully, started right now? Hopefully not. Yeah. Well, uh, can you imagine what rains would be like? It'd be amazing. So do, but, you want, um, do you want the middle seat, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're just gonna switch. Uh, here we go. Yeah. No. Um, well, we can do that. Not behind. Uh, not to reveal too much behind the curtain, but we're all in different states. I think you're okay, even if I had COVID. So well, we're good. fine. Yeah, I'm not yeah, worried yeah, about it. <laughs> I'm going to up on Valley. It'll be, it'll yeah. be great. I, think I, I did that one concert where oh, it yeah. was the, the 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 small club type of thing. But uh, other than that, I haven't done any concerts. But I've been to <laughs> I've been oh. to several uh, wrestling great. events. Oh, yeah. So they weren't concerts like that. And all the wrestling events that I go to, I'm part of the commentary team. So I'm up sort of set away from everybody so everybody comes in and they take their mask off to start yelling at people and whatever else but I'm far away from everybody so I don't have those kind of concerns when I'm I'm at those events what's the COVID testing for wrestling because they're all like you know rolling around on the ground and everything are they being tested every five minutes or what's going on you know I don't really know I don't <laughs> I think I think they have the guys get tested the week of the show I think that's about right. it but uh yeah. Well, not to be mean, Paul, but it's Mississippi. I mean, <laughs> 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 we got people coming in from all over the 
right. all over the map, really. So a lot of them are from are very local, but then there's they're usually paying two or three guys to travel a little bit further and kind of keep the shows fresh. So uh, with people coming from Go further for the away, stay for the raves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I've not been into any quality Mississippi raves this entire time. Well, it's Mississippi. They're injecting each other with COVID. I mean, no, it's one not. of the opposite ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not exactly. That's not how it works. Everybody I remember we had some conversations in uh, previous shows about the poor numbers of uh, Mississippi right. vaccinations, but it's all gone up pretty strongly over the past couple of uh, weeks, uh, past month or so. It's gone up pretty strongly every week okay. with, uh, with uh, high numbers going around. So there's other not great things happening, but right. it has uh, frightened some people into getting their vaccinations. So. Well, he came on. I, I will. I will go on record. If something with COVID causes Dune to be delayed or me to have to watch it on a TV screen, I will have. I will take a podcast of my own and simply rant for one hour. Nice. I will see Dune on the big screen in October, no matter what. Wow. Okay. I can't wait for that. No matter what. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I don't know the, what. What What are you gonna do? do right? Yeah. I would just watch it at home. You're, you're, now you're down to being that guy who goes out on his lawn and just shakes his fist at the sky. <laughs> Except you're standing in the in the uh, outside of the lobby of the movie theater. Just let me see June. And remember, everybody, I will drive is, by the theater and look at it crossly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and this is the Reverend Paul Yanchek, who <laughs> you can see some of his sermons here on this very podcast you know network. The, yeah, you know what the sermon's going to be that week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, man, isn't that that Hell guy? Hellfire and brimstone. Hellfire and brimstone. Didn't I hear a lot of sermons? Yeah. Now there'll be a lot more downloads of your sermon. They're like, man, if he's talking about Dune, I wonder why he's going to talk about his sermon. You know, <laughs> he's a wild man. Pull to those who keep Dune from being yeah. on the big screen. <laughs> yes. This uh, weekend, as we share part eighteen of Paul's eighteen-part series <laughs> on Dune, and why he should be able to see it yes. on the big screen. And it's not related there to the There are six things the Lord hates, seven he detests. Yes. The seventh was not seeing doing on the big screen. And it's not a cool object lesson. It's just Paul Renning, you know? He doesn't relate <laughs> it back to the Bible. It's just him just screaming about Dune. Just screaming about Dune. Yeah. <laughs> we, we show his audience, so like, what the? What's going on? <laughs> uh, Pastor loses mind, screams about Dune. <laughs> All right, well, the losing mind part that happened a while ago, <laughs> long time ago. They, what they don't know is, <laughs> I lost right. my mind a long time ago. I'm going to further alienate myself from you guys and probably anybody who watches this even now or in the future. I want to rant about the Madden 22 video game. Yes, I am 46. Yes, I have a family, a job, but hey. I got some time. I mean, when I'm not podcasting or hanging out with family or working or, I mean, I got to fill in the time. Who needs sleep? You got Madden 22. <laughs> As you guys know, it's a popular video game. Um, man, if you look on Twitter, there's a lot of upset people, me included. Uh, Friday, the game was supposed to come out. It came out on Friday. 
I I was thought it was cool. I had my buddy John coming, and I said, "Look, I'm going to get this man game on Friday. We're going to be playing Madden all night. We're going to be going to this Mike Means concert. Look at us. We're living the great life." I you were you were in bed by nine thirty, weren't you? Yes, definitely. <laughs> I'm going to fall asleep at the concert. I'm like, Man, this is great. But the other problem is, I did not get the Madden game until Tuesday. Now, was that the most important thing in life? No. But, hey, it's been a long past couple of weeks. Busy times at work. Busy times at home. Can a gentleman get to play Madden? Uh, I didn't get it. I, I looked at that website 500 times each day. When's it coming? When's it coming? Get this. FedEx was the company that delivered it to me. FedEx did not update their website. Uh, I didn't know when it was coming. I mean, just that it could come sometime. It was like the rapture. It might be tonight. It might be 500 years from now. Who knows? And that's pretty much what FedEx said on the website. And there's so, always people on the corner saying, the FedEx is coming today. <laughs> the FedEx <laughs> is coming today. Repent. Repent of your playing Lunatic. other football games. Well, and I had EA Sports. <laughs> I took Saturday off to hang off with my buddy. I thought we were going to play Saturday. It didn't come. And thankfully, it came right during work hours. I couldn't play it Tuesday during work. Um, but, you know, the, the other weird thing about it was they're like, well, if we can't drop it off, we'll just take it back to the FedEx place. We want to drop it for your front door. I'm like, I've got a bunch of work meetings. I can't leave the work meeting to run out and get a football game. So thankfully it came during a time when I didn't have work meetings. I got the Madden. I got to install it. Now get this. I like playing franchise. I'm not going to get too deep in the woods. I've already lost everybody. But you can play a franchise of Madden. So you can play the Sealer season, whatever. All kinds mm -hmm. of fun. Well, Madden's got this issue with the game where in franchise mode, you play the game. Say you win, I don't know, 17 to 7 or whatever. You're like, great, I won the game. When it goes to save, it arbitrarily changes one of the scores to zero and wipes out all the stats. Because part of the fun of Madden is, you know, hey, we're Steelers fans. You know, you play Najee Harris. Like, wow, I got 100 yards rushing with Najee. Don't you want to save that? You know what I mean? Save the stats, save the – it's not saving right. So apparently there's an issue, a malfunction with the game. They're trying to save. The nice thing with the new video games is it's all hooked up to the internet. So they can send you a, they call it a patch fix, which will fix that part of the game. But I'm stunned, something that basic, it's not fixed yet. I mean, I'm not saying, hey, look at this real small element of the game that nobody cares about. This is a basic saving feature if you're playing a season of your favorite team. I mean, you know, you could win the game and literally lose it when it goes to save. So oh, again, it, it could it wasn't just automatically whoever lost got zero. No, no, that's it crazy. Arbitrarily, and again, hey, those of you watching are probably sitting there like, "Oh my goodness, if that's the biggest thing he's upset about, what a great life he's leaving or leading." And I understand. What's he going to do when Dune doesn't get to hit the theaters? I, I know. And look, we're middle-aged guys. Well, maybe he can take his Madden game to the theater and hook <laughs> it up on the giant screen, <laughs> and then not be able to save. Right. But here's the question: it, we can, lose it. can you right. 
Are you able to access like players from the past? Well, here's the other thing that's kind of funky about those games. The older man games, they'll give you complete teams. They'll be like, ah, screw it. Here's all the teams that's ever played. Now, there's all these packs you can buy. The game's 60 bucks. I traded a bunch of stuff for it, so I didn't have to pay that much money at all. I'm not buying extra players and spending more than the 60 bucks that you pay for the game. You know what I mean? Like, you could buy. What if you could make. Marcus Allen tackle Marcus Allen. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Steelers <laughs> defensive back. Can't put a price on that. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of fun things you can do. Here's the problem. These video games, they have these in-game purchases that they're talking about. Right. When you have in-game purchases, they're trying to get as much money as they can off you. That's what really comes down they to. They already so got 60 bucks. Yeah. Hey, if they get 65, why not? You know what I mean? I it's so frustrating. That's how I feel about all of the games that are uh, apps on your phone. It's a free game, but if you really want to play the game, you have oh, to yeah. buy, do in-app purchases. No. Delete app. Thank you very much. If you're going to do that to me, no, sir. Candy what? Crush, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, come on, fix the Madden game. I mean, I that's the game I want to play. I mean... I, I've lived a hard life. With a Game bunch Street. of no-named characters in it. Yes. Come on, guys. <laughs> Help me out. It's been I, a tough month. Player 10 play was having a great season. How am I ever going to know how good Player 10 was? Yeah. It, it's if tough. I can't save the season. It's tough. But, man, I've talked for half for What game was it where they took all of the famous people's names and they just changed it by one letter? Um, I want to play with the quarterback Ren Bothlisberger. <laughs> well, can't get sued for that. <laughs> well, they had one of the original Madden games, and it was like Madden 90 or 91, just for the PC. Like, they would call it Joe Idaho instead of Joe Montana and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that was it. But you'll play on your PC. I mean, can you imagine that? You know how cool was I? Hey, I got the Madden yeah. game on my and your PC, PC was you know? was super dope. <laughs> oh my gosh! It I had remember a 10kb of RAM. Oh, <laughs> lo- lots of floggings in high engineer high that I experienced. One was when I bragged. I, I went to the coolest kid in school and said, "Look, I got the new NBA Live game for my PC." And I'm like, "Look, you know, she ate." Means you're going up, and four means you're going to your left. And my goodness, what a what a rough life I mean. And yeah. then I was in speech and debate. Get this; these memories are flowing back. Um, I was in this <laughs> debate co- competition. Where were, were you debating, debating about Madden? No, we were debating about <laughs> issues of the day. Like, is it is it okay to burn your flag or whatever? But instead of saying hey, you should burn your flag, you're American, darn it, or whatever. You have to use these philosophers in the past. So you Mm. would get up and say, because Emmanuel Kant believed in justice, you shouldn't burn your flag. So get this. Me and a friend of mine, we were in debate. We were in ninth grade, and we were still in junior high. It was like a middle school format. We talked to our history teacher, who was also the debate coach, and we said, hey, we're going to get up in front of our crowd, our, our class, and have a debate round. 
Now, get this. You're in middle school. Think about how how friendly the middle school kids are. They're not friendly. They're, they're evil and they're mean. And you're getting up. I think we were both wearing suits that day. And we're in middle school and we're getting up. We had these briefcases that we're carrying around with us in middle school. And we're getting around up and, and, and yelling at each other about Emmanuel Kant and John Locke and Jean-Jacques Rousseau. Yes, I did not have girlfriends in the middle school. And that was why. Holy crap. <laughs> you can see, like, I have a I have a overwhelming urge to like mock you. Yeah, yeah I know. I mean, <laughs> I may have to. <laughs> yeah, that's just weird. I mean, I'm not saying I wasn't also that guy, but oh, there's yeah. just something. There's something in the We're air. We're gonna give you a wedgie. I, I wonder. That. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if Emmanuel Kant would have uh, screamed about not being able to watch Dune in the theaters. I, oh, I'm absolutely. <laughs> I am because so, he can't watch it in the theater. Uh, Gandhi so would have thrown down. I am so lucky as a woman. Gandhi would have thrown down. <laughs> no I, more Mr. Passive Resistance. <laughs> I'm so lucky as a woman upstairs to say, I'm going to live with this guy. Because can you imagine? Uh, nope, I mean, can't imagine. Yeah, she was not in the room during that infamous debate round. But oh man, man, what was I thinking? To be like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Hey, every time you see these debate stories, I think of the episode of Community where they had the big match against City College, and yes, yeah. right. So uh, now you're causing a memory, and I don't even know if he, he could be watching or, or listening now. But uh, I had a debate in class at Malone with Randy Townley. About about the movie Pulp Fiction. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it was a good but time. At least we were talking about a pop culture movie. I mean, I'm talking right. about some... exactly. neither of us mentioned Emmanuel Kant I, yeah. during the entire thing. <laughs> and maybe no, maybe I did. No, no. Well, <laughs> like you think of hey, if you're out on a, a date with you know somebody and you're like, man, what's a good song to set the scene for romance? Well, pulling out your Immanuel Kant, you know, philosophy textbook and reading that to her. No, that's not, that doesn't set the scene for anything. No, no, no. rough. It just very other tough. than a debate. And if that's yes. what you're there for on your date, yeah, but you're I mean, there for a bidate. Well, get this I'm going up to my history teacher <laughs> and going, Hey, Chad and I are going to be the coolest kids in school. Put us up front, and we're going to debate each other in philosophy. Oh my god, that's what everybody wants. And so they were all, yes. they were all gathered around like it was a rap battle or something, yeah. and they were all going, "Ooh, he mentioned Kant." <laughs> uh, man, the dates we had after that it was amazing. <laughs> we're the most popular kids in school. You just got all Kierkegaard up in your face. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I've realized now that I'm old about just the, the cool trends with kids and what like you see the skate like the junior high skateboarders, they all do the same thing. They they try to flip the board and it doesn't work, and they will right. do that for hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's well, like how you get this it is work. cool. <laughs> that's how you get it to work. Spend hours and hours whacking that thing on your shin. Oh man. <laughs> That is the key. Like, is there someplace privately you could practice until you get it down, and then go take your show no on the road? Nobody wants to practice this on their own. 
if they were into practicing things on their own and could get uh, a value out of uh, a, a self-motivated reward, they wouldn't be skateboarding in the first place. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah, it's tough. They're there for the group thing. It has nothing to do with the skateboarding. They're there to be there with their friends. The skateboarding is just ancillary. Because otherwise, all why the would you? Their shins all the, the bruising of the shins. Oh, man. <laughs> I think I wanted to, to learn to skateboard for about maybe five minutes. And I came away with about <laughs> six bruises on my shin. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I'm I'm fine. <laughs> Worst thing about speech and debate, my coach at the time, wonderful lady. I'm not going to rip her at all, but she wanted to go all the speech tournaments. We had these on Saturday mornings. She didn't even get there early. She was like the grand, you know, coach, most experienced in the area. She needed to get there early. We would meet at the high school, get on the school bus at 6 in the morning to drive an hour, hour and a half to these uh, tournaments. So we're getting up at six in the morning. I you know that this is the equivalent of whacking a skateboard on your shoes, yes. right? Oh. <laughs> Why would you do this? Well, Why would you do this is. to yourself every Saturday? Gosh. My my I had a newspaper route and my dad, bless his heart, you know, hopefully he's got an extra special treat in heaven for doing this. He would take me around the neighborhood and drive me around at five in the morning before I had to run home, get my suit. I drive to the bus. My goodness. I, I mean, hey, everything happens for a reason. You know, God's got a plan, but my, why did I do that? Holy crap. <laughs> I'm just... We can't help you with okay. that. And I went to every tournament. And to yeah. this day, you still get up at 6 a.m. on every Saturday and yes, debate sir. people. <laughs> every I've actually, Saturday. I've actually looked at becoming a speech coach somewhere. I'm like, hmm, this might be good. Uh, it, it's a... It's then you just on the side, you just yell, You're not speeching right. Yes. Come on, come on. <laughs> wow. Speech yeah. gooder. Speech gooder. I, you call that speech. <laughs> I, I will say the day that we had that that debate uh, in the front of class. Yeah, you thought we got beat up. No. The football players said, Hey, we're not cool anymore. You guys are cool. They were Giving all the girlfriends, uh, so it's just amazing. A great night. What? <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't think you're remembering that right. <laughs> oh yes, slight <laughs> the memory. I, I wish it was. Right. Well, hey, let's is that to... true for all of our grandparents who are telling us yes, stories yeah. of back when they? Is it just brain damage? Is it like they just don't remember? What it was really going on? You're like the stories you're telling here, these are not accurate. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was the the exact opposite of that. Back it was, in my it was, day, the real cool kids were stories. in speech and debate. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, All right, we didn't go to the sock hop. <laughs> hey, let's talk about some news stories before we end for the night. Um, Facebook, you know, they're bored. You know, they're making a lot of money instead they're of just saying, bored. Hey, let's count our money. They always want to try new things, do new things. So last week, Mark Zuckerberg, the founder of Facebook, announced they're working on a VR app. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Uh, this VR app, um, you know, right now we're doing Zoom calls. Um, we tape this podcast on something that's similar to Zoom and StreamYard. And, you know, 
Zuckerberg is putting his, um, you know, he's betting that we're all sick of Zoom. So what he's doing is, and it's going to be a cost, you can buy these VR glasses where if you're at a work meeting, you have a virtual table that you can sit at with other people. Because the thought is, are you missing that table of work? I mean, a lot of us are working from home right now. Um, so this table, so I guess you're not looking at each other like we're doing now on this call. You're having this, um, you're at a virtual table. You, you have this avatar. You could dress it how you want. So you could sit there in your underwear if you want, and your avatar that people see will be dressed in a suit or whatever. So I, I guess there's a plus to that maybe, if nothing else. But here's the thing I don't get. My company, thousands of employees, a large company, largest um, newspaper company in America, if not the world, why would they spend 100 200 bucks, however much this app's going to be, to buy it for all of their employees? I mean, what's the benefit? You know what I mean? I, I don't get this. I mean, I, I guess the thought, if you believe Zuckerberg, is he saying, hey, look, you know, we're all tired of these Zoom calls. We're all tired of StreamYard or whatever the case might be. Let's meet in person. But it's all around this point of if we're in this VR setting, we can see our other people. But I, I don't miss the boardroom meetings. Do you guys? See, I'm just thinking, like, that would be, like, if you, I, I saw the video, like, them just sitting talking, but I was like, can you get up and, like, my avatar pushes Joe's avatar and he takes a swing at me and I fall oh. on Like, that would become fun. And, and like, if you hit somebody, they actually hurt. You're like, oh, I thought that pain. Yeah, like pain receptors actually in the VR glasses so that you can actually experience things. No, I, this is, I feel like this is utter nonsense. Uh, I don't, this get, getting developed and people paying extra money in order to have in order to have a meeting that looks a little bit like the money for nothing video. Like, I, I don't, I don't really want that. This is already better than that. So I, why would we all purchase extra things in order for everything to look more technological and worse? I think some people are legitimately troubled that the pandemic has shown us that we can work from home do good work at home, and be very successful at home. Well, we need this stuff. What do you think? Yeah, I, Again, I just think it looks like it'll be fun. I, I don't know how practical it is, but but yeah. Right. I, I don't think I, it would I, make me any more productive or be more right. valuable in a meeting. Yeah. And, and think about what marketing is about. I mean, yeah, sometimes you can market a product just for fun. I mean, like we talked about Madden football. I don't think anybody is buying Madden because they need it. It's a fun thing. But still, it's got to be somewhat useful. I mean, if it's a work tool, make it make sense for people. And unless, I mean, isn't this just Second Life? Yeah. And Second Life's gone. It was popular for a little while, and now nobody cares. Yeah. So what... What what are they what what to, what is taking time to invent? I don't understand what's going on. Like I don't, I don't get the point. I don't get the point. I don't know why I want to have this avatar thing having a meeting for me, and why that's better than 
Can my avatar go to the meeting and I don't go to the meeting? No. I do for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because it's an avatar and it's not really showing any facial expressions or anything like that. So I don't know why me staring at a bunch of avatars is going to be better than me staring at actual people on a camera. Yeah, and how does that advance your career? You know what I mean? But with the avatar, your avatar stays at the meeting table. You go get a cup of coffee and take your time, and your avatar is still seating. Whereas on Zoom, they see that you've left the room. Oh, okay. But you know why I I don't know if that's any better. I mean, if it's a big meeting... (laughs) I don't leave my camera on anyway. If it's a whole bunch of people, that's really, it's really weird to have that many faces. And I tend to be fairly expressive. So me being on camera in a big big meeting where I'm not really contributing, uh, I can be distracting. (laughs) So it's happened before, like right at the beginning of the pandemic, we were working and there would be a big meeting we'd have, you know, like a hundred people on a, on a zoom, I would, if I was on camera, I would, you know, like I would be that guy who does that one meme where, where it does that job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's not anything that I could help. I spent years and a lot of money at school learning how to be expressive. So it's weird to try not to be expressive. Uh, so I just leave the camera off, and that's, I don't know, it's very I, strange. Otherwise, if it's a small meeting, I don't want people to have their camera off. I don't want it to be an avatar that doesn't have any expression. I need the face-to-face. Well, a lot of my meetings are shorter meetings, maybe 15 minutes to 30 minutes. But depending on the day, I have anywhere from like four to eight meetings a day. And... I'll be honest, unless it's a meeting, like I meet with some of our editors where it's a face-to-face. I'll turn my camera on. I'll turn my volume on. You know, we're talking. It's like you said. It's a expressive. I want to see what you're saying and everything. Right. But if there's any amount of people in there, I'm camera off, volume off. If you call on me, I turn my volume on. I answer the question. That's about it. And, oh, man. Oh, it's rough. And see, I... I just sat there expressionless. Did it make any difference? I always no. assume you're an avatar. <laughs> <laughs> you're even wearing blue today. I just imagine you in Avatar, the film. Uh... <laughs> well, is there some people... And I, I actually had a meeting with somebody about this where they were like, hey, what do coworkers think about you? And I'll be honest, I'm like, we all work remotely, you know. I, I don't know what they think. And honestly, I like – I mean, I know when you're at an office setting, you want to have a good relationship with your coworkers. Maybe you want to sit and talk about the movie you watched last night or about the football game or whatever else the case might be. But I'll tell you guys, I've wasted a bunch of time talking to coworkers about that stuff. And I'm to the point where, hey, I'm going to be nice to you. I'm not going to ignore you or be mean to you. But sorry, at work, I don't want to talk about the football game that much or other stuff. I mean, I want to demonstrate I care about people, but I'm not. And I I think this VR goggles is for the people who miss that companionship where half of work is like, 
oh man, I'm on this team, and we'll be their friends and everything else. Maybe that's it, you know? Those I like West Yeah. You feel like having that thing would make you feel more like that? I think there would be a lot more discussion. Like someone would come to you and say, hey, let's talk about the game last night or, or other stuff. I mean, at my work, you'd be wearing these virtual reality goggles for like long periods of time and there would be time to do that kind of thing. See, I don't know how that works because I feel I feel like the way the way they talk about it, it's it's the same as Zoom now. You can't really have those conversations on Zoom now. Well, at my work, I use a program called Microsoft Teams. That's what we all use at oh, yeah. work. Yeah. It's nice. You get invited into these chats where sometimes people are talking at the same time, but a lot of times you just drop a comment on there. Uh, there's like four of us on the team that like sports. So it's kind of like, hey, if we have a sports project we got to work on, there's a chat where we can discuss it. But sometimes it's a place where we can just kind of tease each other, you know? Um, we're big Steelers fans. Um, one of my team members is a Browns fan. So we were kind of poking fun each other, tell you a little bit about the Browns. But I'm not that guy. You know, if we were all in the office together, I'm not going to come over to your, your desk and talk for an hour about that. And you know a lot of these companies, people do that. They don't care. So either A, they don't get work done, or B, they're there an hour or two late at night because they're yabbling all day. It's just tough, you know? If I don't see Dune on the big screen, I would come and sit on your desk and talk to you for eight hours about it. <laughs> Who's putting out Dune? Is it Sony? I mean, what's the company? I got I to talk to them real quick. Uh, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, if you're listening in, for a love of all is holy, please release Dune on time <laughs> because this could get very ugly. <laughs> There'll, there'll be a lot more Doom talk. So release early. Release it tonight. Just get Paul for that. <laughs> just send it directly to Paul. <laughs> yeah, send it to Paul. It doesn't even matter about the wide release. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, as long as Paul gets that, it'll be all good. It should well, I, I, need a, I need a cooperating theater I can watch it in. I, I don't have the I guess. capacity here. To... We have a theater here in town in uh, Jackson that you can just rent out. Really? Wow. So if you wanted to have like a birthday party or something and you wanted to show a specific movie, you could rent out the theater and it the price really isn't that bad compared to like what you would pay for a movie ticket if the number of people you could have come to this party, it all evens out. But you can pick whatever uh you you can pick whatever um movie you would want to watch or you can take your Xbox in and you play Madden if you want. I'm trying to share my soul about my video game problems, my concert problems, and Listen. my VR problems. I said you can do it. And Paul, no, Paul shared Dune 500 times. I mean, Paul's obsessed. <laughs> oh, Paul, jeez. Paul is obsessed. It's true. Hey, let's finish our time by talking about this. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to resurrect the old bit that we I talked about in the show like two, two years ago, but we'll see if it works. I, I shared the story. I believe the company name was Gigglesburg Cheese or Googlesburg Cheese. Um, they're a company in Ohio's Amish country. Um, they were either having a somebody ship cheese to the place or 
they were shipping cheese away from the place. I can't remember what direction the truck was headed, but the truck overturns. 40,000 pounds of cheese hits the road. What, what, what a tough story. Um, I'm assuming it was hard cheese, but, you know, it's been pretty hot here in Ohio recently. How gross would that be if it, yeah, 40,000 pounds of melted cheese on the, on the road? Well, it was Swiss, right? Like that's yeah. The article said something about like maybe or maybe it was just that, that that's what that company is most known for. I don't know. I thought it indicated that it was Swiss. Yeah. How well do nachos Swiss. go with Swiss? What's that? How well do nachos go with Swiss? Because you just like put out a. You just show up. Just, Everybody just shows up and just kind of on the road. <laughs> well, I mean, only the bottom of it all is the on the road. Yeah, like right. everything on top of it is, it's all still good. That would be hard. Know, to definitely, you could do fondue with it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That would be. Yeah. Hard. Now this is throwing me back to my sordid past. So I worked for a little while at a uh, a cheese factory. At Brewster, the Brewster Dairy. All right. Um, yeah. And so for most of the time that I worked there, I worked in the Swiss room. So I made a lot of cheese. And 40,000 pounds of cheese, it's really, I mean, it's 40,000 pounds for sure, but all it's all going to be uh, in really big blocks that are all really heavy. So if a truck dumped over on its side it would be really hard and really awkward to pick any of it up and move it once it's dumped over like and then once you're into the position where you're like handling it you can't do anything with it anyway so they just let it go <laughs> here's the problem i have okay it's amish god bless the amish their hearts are pure they don't know any of this stuff you know they probably didn't read the story about all the cheese falling over and everything, but they didn't read about it on the internet. I'll tell you that. Right. Right. <laughs> well, my wife and I have spent some romantic, you know, a few days away in Millersburg. Okay. So, uh -huh. and you know, I want to say, <laughs> where's the story going? Well, no. <laughs> well, you, Took a you weird know. turn. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, no, we're getting some place. Bear with me for a second. Yeah, all right, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, and you have the classic guy versus girl battle. Guy wants to hang out, stay in the cabin, just chill out, not do anything. The girl's like, oh, my goodness, we're close to Millersburg. Let's go shopping all day. And you're like, oh, my goodness, I'm here just to hang out and relax. I'm not here to go shopping. So we go shopping, and my wife's like, you're going to like this place. I don't know if you remember. Um, I don't know how often you guys went to, high, uh, well, Millersburg when you were in Ohio. Millersburg is not very far away from where my dad lives. I was just right. there, not recent, not too long ago. Okay. There is a place my wife's like, hey, let's go see cheese being made. I'm like, all right. Yeah, trying to keep her in a good mood and everything. So we go to this place called Heine's Cheese. Now, tell me. Is there any worse name for a cheese factory than Heinie's? Uh, no. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Toe okay. cheese? Uh, yeah. Well, Toe. <laughs> belly button. But, you know, you see, okay, I'm not a um, fan of strip clubs. I've never frequented a strip club. 
Yeah, man. I, I, I wrote you tell stories. <laughs> I can't. This is amazing. <laughs> I, I, I wrote about a strip club when I covered business coming to area, but I never went inside, took some pictures outside and everything else. But when you think about Heinz, forget the fact it's Millersburg. I'm sure Millersburg doesn't hang strip clubs. But if I sat there and said, hey, Joe, last weekend my wife and I checked out Heinz, you're probably like, what? Why are you going to a strip club? It's a strip club name. It's not a name of a cheese place. So we're going into Heinz, and I, you know, it's, it's someone's last name. Well, <laughs> my humorous dad jokes. Okay, look, I'm not yeah. a classically trained comedian. I just say dad <laughs> jokes, and hopefully you're dumb enough to laugh on. I mean, that's really my humor <laughs> at the base. But, but you know, I we, guarantee you, if you tell those jokes inside that Heinz place, no. Oh, not I did. I, I did because <laughs> I was ready to get back to the cabin. I was tired of sitting there. Doing the, you know, what, watching cheese get made. Yeah. But I'm sitting there and like, we're waiting for a half hour. So I'm like, hey, whatever places are you waiting a half hour outside the, the venue? I'm always like, what are you talking about? I'm like, strip clubs. I mean, we're waiting a half hour. You know, we're all kind of like sweaty. It's just kind of grumpy. We're, you, you know, what I mean, it's just a, which again, I don't frequent strip clubs, so I bet you if you're waiting outside for half hour outside a strip club, you're probably sweaty, you're grumpy. You know, it's not you're not singing praise and worship songs outside a strip club. You're you're in a bad mood, you're 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 just fussed up. It, it, it's rough. So we go into the the place and all these references like, hey, we're cutting the cheese, and I'm like Oh, come on, you know, and maybe it's my dad jokes, maybe it's my it's that they're stealing all your best material. That's your yes, problem. Yeah. It's like I've been trying know. for five minutes not to go to that joke. I've oh yeah. I've tried oh, man. very hard. That well, used to be my job was to cut the large blocks of Swiss. Yeah. My job was to cut the cheese. That's well, absolutely and, true. And yeah, I'll be up. careful because this isn't the most Great use of humor, but literally there was milk, fudge, mm -hmm. and if you go around the corner, you, you know, there's lemonade and everything. And, mm -hmm. you know, there was the old junior high joke that, you know, referred to that type of stuff. And I, it was on behind me. So, again, Joe, to the point, and I feel bad for poor Mr. Heine if he's listening in right now. The whole family. Yes, it's a name of the Heine's of the Amish place. I get that. But you've got to have some type of a knowledge of the world around you where you sit there and say, if we're inviting in non-Amish people to our, our, our place, what does Heinz indicate? And you got to sit there and say, we got to find a better name for this. We can't call it Heinz. So you're just going down the road of uh, what I've said before about any type of organization, usually out of that's made up of mostly well-meaning, very usually conservative people who are uh, not into the uh, the cruder elements of humor. Uh, I you know, normally say this about uh, church organizations. Uh, anybody who you know has a group of people who come together like that, let's say the Heine family or whatever, they need at least one person who is world aware, who works <laughs> with them right. on the marketing of everything that they're doing, and at, at least to trust them to the level of saying, hey, we're going to put out 
this new product, Heine Fudge. Yeah. And and the, when that person who works there, whose job it is to say, absolutely not, we cannot Wait. package Heine Fudge at okay. all. We have to call it something else. And it's like, I don't want to explain to you why. Right. I don't want I don't want to wreck <laughs> who you are. I don't need to infect you with my middle right. school humor. Just trust me, my job here is to keep you from putting out a package of Heine Fudge. And the well, then what about our, t- our 1030 Sunday morning Heine worship time? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you've got, no, I know the Amish <laughs> like to say, hey, what do we call our place of business? Let's just throw on our last Hey, everybody, everybody stand up. Get off your Heinies. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, and I know Amish just throw their last name on names of businesses. I well, know yeah, not and you go through that same area. You go through Millersburg and uh, yeah. over to Sugar Creek and whatever, and everything is named Miller. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, see, I, I've always said, like, my mom loved Amish country and everything Amish, and she'd be like, oh, the, this pie was Amish made, and it's like, there's this assumption, well, it has to be good then, but I'm sure there's a Yoder out there that can't bake to save their lives. It's true. Right. I know that's just so, there, there's got to be. they're the just, ones that open the they open the mechanics shop. They don't right. work at the bakery then <laughs> because there's a Yoder mechanic shop. And then there's a Yoder something else and probably six Yoder construction companies. Yeah. <laughs> it's very difficult in that area. It's like, oh, you're going to Yoder's? Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it the, it's the one, it's just past Yoder's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think I have actually had some of the, the, I don't know if it's high. I think I've had some Heine cheese before. Oh yeah, uh, they're actually really, they're actually really good. Uh, there's a lot of different dairies and you know places like that in that area. There's a bunch of stuff. So, but see, even if a lot of farming, a lot of cows. But even if you say something nonchalant, like I had Heine cheese. Okay, you're mm-hmm. making a basic comment. I had cheese from this place of business, right? But what do you sound like when you're saying I had Heinz well, cheese? Well, I think you know? if I were talking about it to somebody who was not aware of Amish country in this particular store, I'd say, hey, I had some really great cheese from Amish country. And I'd say, oh, which place did you get it? I would say Heinz. You know, it's you would phrase it differently so right. you wouldn't talk about how great Heine cheese is. Yeah, but I don't like, think like, you have to I make, think there's a medicine I'm a big Heine cheese fan. Right. <laughs> But you don't That's have to. Gonna... You don't have to have Alice of humor to sit there and go, "What Heinies? You had some Heinies for supper?" You know, I mean, it's just there's so many connotations there. Just you mm-hmm. know, it's tough. Find a new name. That's what I say. I mean, you get... now, can, can, speaking of cheese, can I throw all these under the bus for a second? By all means, okay. please. Everything under the bus. I, today it, it bothered me. I saw an all these commercial. And in the commercial, the person said, "All these has all the cheeses." Mm-hmm. That's quite mm-hmm. a statement. And well, I think I, it's I, inaccurate. There's no way they have all the cheeses. Yeah, I mean, I, the, this has really bothered me for a few hours now that they claim to have all the. And I, there, I think it's called poulet cheese. It's like the rarest mm-hmm. cheese. It's made of like donkey milk and goat milk. And I want to go there tomorrow and ask for the poulet cheese. And if they don't have it, do I have a lawsuit on my hands? 
They promised me all the cheeses. Um, well, and here's the other thing. So are you looking at as do they have every type of cheese? Or if they say they have all the cheeses, are you sitting there thinking, do they have all the cheese in the world? Because are you going to prove to be a liar for you coming in from a Donald Cheeseburger and say, look, you don't have all the cheese because I got one here. Yeah, you're, thinking all the cheese. you're thinking all the cheese ever. Yeah, yeah. So it's the only place that you would be able to get cheese at that point. Right. Like all these say, hey, we took all the cheese. They would definitely the have Heine cheese right. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, listen to what all these are saying. They said, hey, we stole every piece of cheese from all around the world. So if you want cheese, you got to come to all these. Yeah. I mean, don't don't have like a bag of mozzarella cheddar and Swiss yeah. and say you've got all the cheeses. That's not right. all the cheeses. They also have American. <laughs> Still which is, not frankly, which is frankly one of the worst cheeses ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. I mean, I still I use it. I still eat it, but you right. know, it's the worst cheese of all time. <laughs> yeah, I agree. What a horrible. I mean, in marketing, you got to figure out what you're saying and how the best way of saying it. Mm -hmm. And it has what, all the cheeses. All of it. Yeah, and we you can interpret it two different ways. We have all the cheese ever in the history of the world, or we're saying we have every brand of cheese. Which I still don't think is true. They don't have every brand both, of cheese. Both are lies. They don't have right? every kind of cheese. Why yeah. lie? Why lie about it? That's just so. It would be a store of nothing but like, cheese. It's like my children that come home and you know they wreck something, and hey, who broke this thing? Oh, what me? What me? What me? Okay, yeah, definitely it wasn't. One of you three. That's definitely not what happened. This is such a ter terrible lie. Why lie about this? This is dumb. One of you did this. Here's what ticks me off about Aldi's. Okay, all these places are getting rid of their cashiers. And they're like, oh, we're saving you money. No, at least not. at Walmart, though, there's like about 15 different places you can run your food through. You know, like these electronic scanning things, which that's a crock, too. But at least there's a lot of places you can choose. Well, here's what Aldi's does. We have two lanes up front. We only have one clerk at the lane. So you're in a line with like 20 people, you know, back. And they're like, hey, we're saving you money. Bring your own bags. We only have and one cashier. Yeah. Do I, have to, do I have to stock the place as well? Do I have to drive the truck to pick up all the cheeses? I know. And, and they give you <laughs> a receipt saying, hey, you save sixty-five cents out of your hundred-dollar purchase because you bagged your own stuff and you brought your own bags, and we only have one cashier. And I'm like, what? Why are you bragging about this? That's all these men. I'm talking to them. Why yeah. are they bragging about this? They're misidentifying that they have all the cheeses for one. Why? Two. They're under hiring people. So. I am willing to pay the sixty cents. Yeah, <laughs> because also if someone else is gonna work with me on the scanning of the thing, they have the all bagging. the cheeses. They have well, all the cheeses. I tell my wife this, and she gets upset with me. But I'm like, hey, your time is money. Now I'm not being all stuck up and say, hey, my time's worth a million bucks, but my time's worth the sixty-five cents I would have saved if they hired appropriately. You know, I mean, come on. I don't work here. <laughs> I've known people who like go to four different grocery stores a week to save like five bucks. I'm like, no. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. We're all tight. We all want to save money. I, I totally get all of that, but come on. It's rough. Gas in Pennsylvania is like $100 a gallon, so I'm not driving to Fort <laughs> Yeah. And look, we're in a yeah. pandemic. I see all these people on Facebook complaining. Oh, is it the president's fault or not? Hey, just stay home. You don't have to drive that much. I mean, come on. High gas prices are a good thing. It's telling us, hey, we don't have to drive that as much as we normally do. And if you have to drive, save it up for something special. I'm all you know, I do. There yeah. are people here. They will drive to Ohio just to get gas and then come back home. Yeah, that's dumb. Sorry, I, I, I hate to call anybody dumb in life, but that's dumb. That's but that's dumb. <laughs> Not everything's dumb, but they are. <laughs> just I hate like fifty cents a gallon. But <laughs> I hate to label people, but they are stupid. That's the you. worst. <laughs> that is the worst. I always say nice things, but those jerks. You know, like, <laughs> well, I, I feel much better. I'm tired. I'll Good. probably be asleep 15 seconds after in this podcast. But hey, I got the gripe. So what do we gripe about today? We griped about video games, concerts, and literally, I feel stuffy now. So maybe I have COVID. I don't know. I hope not. But... Stay away from the movie theaters. Yes. <laughs> Especially um, ones playing Dune. Yes. So, <laughs> so we griped about video games, concerts. Paul's griping about Dune. Uh, we all griped about Aldi's and what cheese. Else? Yeah, cheese and Heinies. Heinies, yes. It's really good cheese, everybody. Joe, is there anything you want to gripe about? I mean, we no, can go a little bit longer. I'm good. I'm good oh, for now. Good. All right. So, I got a couple gripes in, so I'm good. All right, well, let's pro- help me out. Let's promote some stuff real quick. Um, man, this is my Marathon Naya podcast. Maybe that's why I'm not feeling good at the end of the night. That uh, we did five, a- This is podcast five of five. And whoa, is it great. Um, Frasier, uh, another episode of Frasier that we talked about. Uh, what was the Frasier we talked about tonight? It was <laughs> very memorable. Um Frazier got himself in trouble. Let's leave it at that. It was an interesting episode of Frazier. Uh, check out our Frazier podcast. We usually try to air it once a week. And then what else did we talk about tonight? Oh, uh, Craig Chapel and I had on John Waller. Um, Paul, do you, do you know who John Waller is? Yeah. Not, yeah. Don't know a lot of the stuff, but I know who he is. Yeah, he came on. Man, I was impressed. I wasn't sure what to make of John Waller. John's a Georgia guy. Um, he lives right by where they taped The Walking Dead. So he was sharing some Walking Dead stories. Nice. And then he talked about um, he has 10 kids. Imagine that. That was kind of crazy. And I'm jealous. I'm looking outside, and it's raining cats and dogs here in Columbus. And down in Georgia, John's on his front porch. Uh, I'm like, I was going to ask what you're going to do next, but you probably want some lemonade. I mean, he looked all comfy as we were getting rain like crazy. And then, um, oh, um, Paul, uh, Paul, Craig and I also um, taped an episode with our friend, friend of the Etcetera show, Dan Tierney from the governor's office. Uh, press secretary came on to talk COVID. And he is a big fan of Genesis, a lot of Genesis talk. And he accused me of liking insane clown posse. I don't know. He he got this big smile on his face. I'm like, 
what's going on with that? And we pretty You're much not an ICP him. guy. No, no. Okay. At the, at the end, I begged him. Uh, we were begging him to have Governor DeWine come on a show, and he said, "Hey, he'll consider it." So maybe we'll have Ohio Governor Mike DeWine his, on the show. I think it's his job to say that. Oh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I, I had a lot of girls do the same thing in high school. Right. Well, I'll think about it. Especially right after I had that big philosophy debate. That with, big, yeah. With Chad, it was tough. Um, and then, whenever you're like, "Hey, Emmanuel Kant thinks we should go to prom." Yes. Like that's like what? <laughs> what a turn on the girl was like. <laughs> I never had a bigger makeout session in my entire life. After yeah. Going to Emmanuel Kant, it was fantastic. Oh my gosh. Um, kids, that's the worst advice ever, by the way. <laughs> well, that's why we're almost at midnight. I mean, hey, I wouldn't air this earlier. And then what else happened? Um, oh, yeah, earlier tonight, we taped our Behind the Steel Curtain podcast. And guys, you'll never know how much work we put into the Behind the Steel Curtain podcast. You'll never know <laughs> because the you look, can't tell. The looks I got from Joe and Paul, unbelievable. It was amazing. So. All right, and check out our sponsors, um, Chase Bank. Um, hey, click the link if you're looking for a bank. They're going to deposit 225 bucks in if you sign up with direct deposit. Uh, Chase is great, and then also check out Ashley Homesore. Hey, uh, try to get your furniture better. Uh, Joe, I was telling Craig, I made the mistake of when my wife was on the podcast with us, accusing her of using furniture stores to keep me away from my football and. She's still talking to me today about how I shouldn't have said that. It was yeah. rough. But hey. You're going to be paying for that one for a while. Right. Because <laughs> you know you want to take your wife somewhere else special on Sundays at 1. Because what else would you be doing other than watching football games? Um, so, yeah. Ashley Homesworth saves you time. There's a discount right on their website. Check it out. It'll be great. All right. Hey, I, let me start asking. Paul, what do you have upcoming this week? What you got going on? Anything online? Worrying about whether I'm the seat doing on the big screen, mostly. Uh, oh, that's basically it. Right. Um, no, actually, I've uh, things have been a little busy, and I've uh, I haven't been doing my uh, YouTube uh, book little segments. I'm uh, hoping to get uh, back in the on schedule with that, and so we'll see. Hopefully, yeah. I was I'm maybe. still working on learning how to read. <laughs> so that I could do a book review on YouTube. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be great. One of these days. Joe, we got to find something that you can talk about so you could be like Paul and do reviews or something. That's right, know. yeah. I don't have that much interesting to say right now. I am figuring out um, Anchor, the company we use to put out this podcast, they've combined hmm. with Spotify. And get really? this. You can actually use music on your podcast. Uh, the catch is you only can use it on Spotify because that's where they have to deal with. Uh, so hopefully in the near future, I want to start putting together some podcasts of music I like where I can introduce the song, play the song, maybe like my top five Mike Maines songs or Petra or whatever else. So that'll be coming soon. Not this week. I've been busy every day, so... Uh, hopefully, when I get time, I'll try to do that. Uh, give you more content; it'll be great. So, should be good. All Break right, down the it? evolution of Miles Davis. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's oh, hey, Paul, you you like this? Uh, my son is now learning to be to play the trumpet. 
Well done. Well done. He actually got signed up for band class just randomly. And so they had to go. And, and so did everybody. It was like an elective class. So it's a bunch of people who don't know how to play at all. And so they had to learn all the different instruments and pick which one they would want to play. And he tried out for trumpet and he got it. <laughs> so he's taking my That's old it. trumpet to school every day to play the <laughs> trumpet at school. That's all that's going on in my life. I've just promoted my kid <laughs> in the sixth grade band. Yeah, I was going to talk about that because um, the other week we have my wife show up. We have Paul's son. I like that. I mean, I'm sure we could overdo it, which we don't want to do. But I kind that was fun. Made it fun. Yeah, but I can't have my sixth grader up at midnight. Yeah, that's true. just to that's appear true. on this podcast. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> We'll try to start this a little earlier. Hey, we had night. We had some tech issues, and and I use the word "we" too much. So you know, you win some, you lose some in Just life. Watch so. your language. Yes, very <laughs> true. All right. Well, hey, you did a wee bit too much. A wee yes. bit too much. Oh no! You know what, what to say about do? people who oh, weed too much? You know, it, it's rough. <laughs> you miss that. You know, you can't weed too much. You know. Uh, sorry. Another conversation. Yeah, that's when you need to go get it checked out if you're weeing too much. Right. Dad joke. Sorry. It's all good. All right. Well, let's close up shop. Hey, um, thanks so much to Paul and Joe. And for Paul and Joe, I'm Chris. Thanks for checking out our show. Oh, Behind the Steel Curtain podcast. Uh, we believe coming out Saturday where we rate the best Steelers running backs of all time. You might be sitting there going, why would I care? Hey, we need downloads. So just download it. Download on everything you have. Download all the things. Yeah, just download everything. Uh, download all of our podcasts. It'd be great. All right. So thanks again, everybody. Have a good one. We'll talk later. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.